Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. I'm excited today because we're going to be reading my life verse in our passage today. So how about you leave a comment and tell us what your life verse is. Uh, I will read the whole chapter though, and then I will reveal what my life verse is here in Proverbs chapter 30. And so after we get done reading, I, I will go ahead and reveal that. So while I'm reading this passage, I want you to guess what you believe my life verse is. So go ahead and follow along as I read Proverbs chapter 30, starting in verse 1. And it says this, The words of Augur, the son of Jekka, his utterance, this man declared to Ithiel, to Ithiel, to Yukal, Surely I am more stupid than any man, and I do not have the understanding of man. I neither learned wisdom nor have knowledge of the Holy One. Who has ascended into heaven or descended? Who has gathered the wind in his fists? Who has bound the waters in a garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name and what is his son's name? If you know every word of God is pure, he is a shield to those who put their trust in him. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. Two things I request of you. Deprive me not before I die. Remove falsehood and lies from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food allotted to me, lest I be full and deny you. And say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of God. Do not malign a servant to his master, lest he curse you and you be found guilty. There is a generation that curses its father and does not bless its mother. There is a generation that is pure in its own eyes, yet is not washed from its filthiness. There is a generation, oh, how lofty are their eyes, and their eyelids are lifted up. There is a generation whose teeth are like swords and whose fangs are like knives, to devour the poor from off the earth and the needy from among men. The leech has two daughters, give and give. There are three things that are yet never satisfied, four never say enough. The grave, the barren womb, the earth that is not satisfied with water, and fire never says enough. The eyes that mock his father and scorns obedience to his mother. The ravens of the valley will pick it out, and the young eagles will eat it. There are three things which are too wonderful for me, yes, four which I do not understand. The way of the eagle in the air, the way of a serpent with a rock, the way of the ship in the midst of the sea, and the way of a man with a virgin. This is the way of the adulterous woman. She eats and wipes her mouth and says, I have done no wickedness. For three things the earth is perturbed, yes, four it cannot bear up. For a servant when he reigns, a fool when he is filled with food, a hateful woman when she is married, and a maidservant who succeeds her mistress. There are four things which are little on the earth, but they are exceedingly wise. The ants are a people not yet strong, yet they prepare their food in the summer. The rock badgers are feeble folk, yet they make their homes in the crags. The locusts have no kings, yet they advance in ranks. The spider is skillfully grasps with its hands, and it is in the king's palaces. There are three things which are majestic in pace, yes, four which are stately in walk. A lion when he is mighty among the beasts, and does not turn away from any. A greyhound, a male goat also, and a king whose troops are with him. If you have been foolish in exalting yourself, or if you have devised evil, put your hand on your mouth. 
For as the churning of milk produces butter and the wringing of the nose produces blood, so the forcing of wrath produces strife. All right. Well, we read the entire chapter there of Proverbs chapter 30. Did you figure out what my life verse was? If your guess was verse 2, then you were correct. And what is verse 2 again? It says this, Surely I am more stupid than any man and do not have the understanding of a man. I think that is just a wonderful life verse there. But that's not really what we're going to be looking at today. Just just having a little bit of fun getting you prepared here for April Fool's Day. That's just a couple days away. Uh, but, but what we're going to be looking at today is verses 24 through 28. And this is what it says in verses 24 through 28. There are four things which are little on the earth, but they are exceedingly wise. The ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their food in the summer. The rock badgers are feeble folk, yet they make their homes in the crags. And the locusts have no kings, yet they advance in ranks. The spider skillfully grasps with its hands, and it is in the king's palaces. We see here, first of all, in these four things, the first one that we see that is small yet wise is the ant. And we've talked just a little bit before about the ant as uh, it, it is an incredible creature and there are a lot of lessons that you can learn from an ant. Uh, but one of the most important ones is that we see that the ants work together and they work hard to accomplish much. I mean, ants can really go and accomplish incredible things. I mean, they, 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 they go and they, they build anthills. And if you've ever seen the size of an ant and then you compare it to an anthill, you go, wow, that's, that's really impressive. And specifically what is pointed out in this passage is that they gather their food in the summer. See, ants go and they spend all the time during the summer uh, going and harvesting food, getting food ready, and they're constantly going and taking it in so that they can go and survive through the winter, so that they can have the food there to survive through the winter. I mean, isn't that just an incredible thing to think about what the ants do? But the ants go and they work in season. And this is the wisdom of the ants. Now, of course, we know that they're not uh, that they're not sluggards. We know that they're not procrastinators. We know that uh, that they work hard and that they're diligent. But it is really that they have an understanding of what season it is in life, and they act in accordance with that season. And this is something that is incredibly important and something that is incredibly useful because you need to know what season of life you are in. You need to know what season of life you are in, and you need to act accordingly to that season. See, there are seasons of life when in general we're, we're going and we are putting into ourselves, we're soaking up and we're learning and we're taking in, we're, we're, we're being discipled and people are actively working and putting into us in our life and we should be actively going and seeking to pour into ourselves. And I'm not saying that there's ever a season where you should stop learning. That's not my point when I'm saying this, but there are certain seasons in life when you have things that are being poured into you. And then there are seasons of life when you are to be going and you are to be producing you're to be producing and you're going to be building things and you're going to be accomplishing things. And then there are seasons in life when you are training up others, when you're investing in others. And this is more of the, the, the general progression of life. 
that we see. If we were to go and to break it down and in 30-year in, in segments, you'd have the first third of your life. You you're generally have that where you're going and getting poured into and you're learning and you're, you're, you're growing in that way. And I mean, you, you could break it down even further than that, but then you'd have the second 30 years there where you're going out and producing and building and, and working in that sense. And then you have the last 30 years where you should be going and specifically training and passing on the things that you've learned, the wisdom that you have. I mean, we, we can see these kind of, of trends in life, but there are other seasons as well. There are seasons where it's time to, to stay. There are seasons in time uh, in life when it's time to go. There are seasons when it's time to listen, and there are seasons when it's time to speak. But you need to know what season of life you're in because the wise ant they prepare their food in the summer. They know what they're supposed to do in the right season, and they accomplish that. And that's what you should be doing. That's what you should be doing in life. The second thing that we see here, the second thing that is small and yet wise, is the rock badger or the, the coney, perhaps, if you're reading. I believe that's in the King James. Uh, but it says here, the rock badgers are feeble folk, yet they make their homes in the crags. Now, what, what is this talking about here, the crags? It's talking about the crags or the rocks is what it's looking at. And instead of going and building a shelter, what they rather go and do is they find a natural shelter that's already there, and they go and they stay in that shelter. And they, they find a safe, much better shelter than what they could ever build type of a shelter, and they go to that shelter. Well, where's the application for us? Where's the wisdom from us? Well, we need to be sheltered under the wings of God. That's what we need. And the shelter of God is a much greater shelter than anything that we could ever go to. See, it's wise to go to God for protection instead of going and relying in your own strength. Only fools labor in their own strength as opposed to laboring in the grace of God, being empowered and strengthened by the grace of God and working in and with the grace of God and letting the grace of God work through them. It's wise not to go and to try to do it all on your own, but to turn to God and ask Him for help, to go and to find the shelter that he has built, that he is, that he is the great rock, and going there. The third thing that we see that is small and yet very wise is the locusts. The locusts have no king, and yet they all advance in rank. See, this is kind of interesting because you have the ant who is in season, you have the rock badgers who go to, to shelter that they didn't build. And then you have the locusts, and that this is that they work in order. They naturally work in order. They find an order, and they stick to it. They have a rank. Now, it is wise to work in order because God designed this world in order because he is an orderly God. And so you need to be going and finding that order and seeing where you fit within that order. And there are different places and different seasons and different times when you might have a different order, but there are certain orders that are always there and certain structures that are always there. I mean, one is children obey your parents and the Lord for this is right. Right? If you are a, a child who is living at home, 
you're under your parents. Parents, if you have children at home, you are above your children and you have authority over them. That is the order that God set, right? Another order, of course, is that a pastor is, is, is to go and to oversee the church. He's to go and to shepherd the flock. Another one is that husbands are to lovingly lead their wives. Wives are to respectfully submit to their husbands. We see these orders. Even, even you know, employees are to submit to employers. We go and we see these orders. We see this order that we have and we're to work inside of it to see the order that God has created and you're to go into work inside of that order. And that's the amazing thing about locusts. They go and they cover lots of ground and they travel together and they go and they, uh, you, you know, devour all kinds of things. Well, it's, they don't do this with a great uh, a deal of chaos and everybody doing their own thing, but no, they advance in a rank, working together, moving together in an orderly rank. We need to go and to naturally work inside the order that God has created. Even if you don't like it, you need to work inside of it because it's wisdom and you can accomplish much more through the order that God designed. The fourth thing we see here is the skillful spider. The skillful spider. And this is just a really, really interesting one because number one, most people don't like spiders, but it is a reality here that a skillful spider, and this is what the verse says, it says the spider skillfully grasps with its hands and it is in the king's palaces. A spider or spiders are really everywhere, right? So uh, as I've mentioned a few times, I've, I've been working a lot in property management and in, in different real estate kind of endeavors and things like that. And just recently I was showing a house to someone and as I was showing them this house, they made an interesting statement. The statement that they made was, uh, or, or they asked a question. I guess it really wasn't that interesting of a question. It's, it's a good question to ask. And that was, are there bugs here? Are there bugs here? Now, of course, when somebody says, are there bugs here? I'm thinking things like, you know, cockroaches and bed bugs and uh, term, termites and things like that. And I go and I say, no, there's, there's no reports of bugs. We, we don't have any you know, indication that there'd be any bugs here. And they go, oh, that's good because I have to go into, uh, you, you know, spray for uh, spiders and things like that at my house. And I kind of looked at him like, oh, well, wait a minute here. I mean, I'm not saying that there's no spiders here. I mean, spiders are are everywhere, right? And that's, that's kind of a truth that um, most people, this person didn't, but most people understand and know that spiders are even in the king's palace, right? They're, they're pretty much everywhere. But, but what is the trait that is pointed out here as being wise? It's their skill. And though I really despise spider webs, especially when you don't see them and you walk into them and all of a sudden you're eating a spider web and you're thinking, man, that is not nature's cotton candy right there. Might be sticky and, and kind of the same texture, but it sure, certainly doesn't taste like cotton candy. I can tell you that. And, and you're going and you're looking at it like that. It's, it's not very fun when you run into it, but even I, who really despise running into spiderwebs, have to admit, spiderwebs are absolutely beautiful. Have you ever seen them when they're just, the sun just hits them just right, especially 
when they're you, you you know you're out camping and you see that on a on a tent it's a big old garden spider that was there that made that uh that beautiful web and it's on somebody else's tent not yours so you're you know you're not worried about that ginormous garden spider getting in your tent but but you see the beautiful web and you're like wow that is just amazing and it's true they, they are amazing it's an incredible work of art Well, there's a wise principle that we find here because it says that it's through its skill. And of course, it's just its natural skill of, of making a web, not necessarily speaking of beauty, although it is beautiful, that it ends up in the king's palace. If you choose to hone your skills and to find excellence, you will go to great places. You will stand before great people on this earth but you must commit yourself to excellence. There is so much mediocrity in this world today. Don't choose to be mediocre. Don't settle to be mediocre. Find the purpose that God has for you. Find the season that God has for you. Go to God and ask him for the strength to accomplish it. Work inside of his order and work your way up and build. You can't start off as an expert. So many people want to go and become an expert in a day, and they don't realize that you have to start at the where, where the rank starts, and that's at the very bottom. You got to start start not knowing anything or not being very skilled, and you got to work your way up, and you have to go and to, to put the time in and to be disciplined. And then once you go and you are, put the time in and you become disciplined, then you find excellence if you consistently, persistently, faithfully stay at it. These are four things that are small, but extremely wise. Work in the season, realize what season you're in, and work inside of that season. Go to God. Don't work in your own strength. Don't think that you can do it, but rely upon God and His shelter. Work inside of the order and the rank that God designed. And of course, Seek excellence. Hone your skills. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. But even in darkness, we hold to the promise. There's nothing we can't overcome. So that war you've been fighting will end in God's timing. Sing like the battle.